Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Alice. And today we are going into another creation story. This one for the Fulani people. This isn't too long of a story, but it is the only version of a creation story I could find for this area. So that's what I'll look at regardless. Since I'm sure most Westerners aren't too familiar with these people, I'll do a quick overview of them after I review the four elements that are common in many creation stories. The four main common elements are separation of elements of the world, succession of power, the ascension of man over woman, and dragon slaying. I'm sure we'll be seeing loads of that in these stories. This isn't <laughs> foreshadowing at all. You know. Let's look at the people from which this story comes from. Fulani people are largely found in Mali. This is a country in the sort of northwest of Africa. They were at the height of their power through the 19th century, which, if you're bad at understanding this terminology like me, that's the 1800s. Some still live a rather pastoral life, but many have settled into urban communities and converted to Islam. Presumably not the creation story we're covering today. I mean, we could do Islam to Electric Boogaloo, but presumably that's for a later date. Yeah, no, we're, this is like a more traditional pre-Islam story, I believe. On to their story of creation. Bizarre. To begin, there was a huge drop of milk. Dundari, or God, I'm very sorry if I mispronounced that. I couldn't find a reference for the pronunciation, but I am doing my best. He came and created the element stone. Stone then created iron, which created fire, which created water, which created air. If you're like me, you probably did not understand the last several parts. So, if you think about it as sort of a staircase of things creating one another, drop of milk is first creates God. Then God creates stone. Then stone, iron, fire, water, and finally air. From stone to air, there are five elements. Interestingly, these are actually very similar to the five elements in a lot of, I think, Asian cultures, particularly Chinese. In the Chinese culture, those five main elements are earth, metal, fire, water, and wood. So you've definitely got a resemblance between basically all but one of the elements, that being wood versus air, because those not really meshing, but very yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm, certainly. Anyway, then Dundari descended upon the earth a second time. He took the five elements and shaped them into man. However, tragically, Man was too proud. Who could have ever foreseen this coming? <laughs> yeah. So, Dundari created blindness which defeated man. I find this very interesting, actually, since it's very different from pretty much any other contender to humans. And to be honest, I wonder if it's referring to complete blindness or mild to severe difficulty many people have in the ability to see. I can see either one. Hold on. I have stupidly terrible vision. Where's my hubris compensation? <laughs> the hubris was already stamped out before you. Regardless, after blindness defeated man for pride, blindness becomes too proud. What follows is just a succession of hubris. So Dundari created sleep, which defeated blindness, which, side note, seems like this means blindness is actually sort of referring to the night, 
when things get dark and difficult to see. That would make a fair amount of sense, yes. Yeah. Anyway, sleep gets really prideful, and Dundari created worry, which defeats it. So this basically explains the origin of anxiety-related insomnia. Neat! Ah, the origin of my suffering. Hey! Then, worry becomes too proud, so he creates death to defeat it. You know, a fair assessment. You can't worry about anything when you're too dead to worry. Yeah, perfect solution. When death becomes too proud, Dundari must feel tired of this game, because then he himself comes down as Gweno, or the Eternal One, which trumps death. You know, like immortality does. A fair progression. Since my retelling was probably pretty garbled, let's do a quick review of this game of rock-paper-scissors. Blindness trumps man, sleep trumps blindness, worry trumps sleep, death trumps worry, and god trumps death. The only part of this hubris-based rock-paper-scissors game that doesn't quite work is that it doesn't loop back around. But no game is perfect, I guess. Anyway, that's the end of the story. Short and sweet. I didn't even cut any of it out like I did with the Greek story. So, the four most common threads between the creation stories. With separation, I think it's kind of obvious because there's five elements that are all separate, and then all the other things are said to be created separately. You know, neat. Then there's succession. You can clearly see the different things believe themselves to be more powerful in what is most prideful at each stage. I mean, there's a whole rock, paper, scissors chain of succession. I'm glad you like my description from earlier. I think it works quite well. For man over woman, it's written that Dundari is male. However, there's always some possibility that the translator took liberty, but it's also not unlikely that their god was considered male. But other than that, there really is no woman in the story for a man to trump anyway, like in the whole pride chain of succession thing. Yeah, so jury's out on that one. With dragon slaying, in a way, it seems like pride is sort of the dragon that keeps needing to be slain and each successive thing is defeated by something else, so I'd say it's kind of there. Yeah, I'd say it counts. So that was the beginning of our tour into creation stories from some of the African people. Come in next creation story episode to look at the Nupe creation story. Well, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one.